This is Ria. Welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. I have missed you. It has been so long. And I know some of you have been slightly vexed, shall we say, by my absence. Okay, let me explain. First, I was carried away by dragons to the enchanted forest. Then, they dropped me onto a ferry on its way to Fairy Island. And then... Okay, that's not really what I've been up to, but that would have been interesting, right? The truth is not as interesting. The truth is it has been very challenging to find the time and space and quiet over these last few months to sit down on my hard metal stool in my studio with my studio spider scowling at me from above. Hey up there. And speak lots of words into my microphone like I'm doing right now. Life does not always follow the pattern we imagine it will. If any of us didn't know that before this year, we certainly know it now. But I really missed telling you stories, so I found a way. Let's just get to our story. It's part one of Little Hedgehog and BB Under the Same Sky. Take it away, Ademalayo. Remember, there are no pictures. You have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. <gasps> Baby, you look fantabulous. If we can get a critical mass of hedgehogs to use that word, we might be able to get it into dictionaries within a few years. But we will have to document this conversation. Also, we have to commit to regular usage of it in our own personal lexicons. And thank you for the compliment. Little Hedgehog and Bibi, her best friend of all time, were in Little Hedgehog's burrow. It was a Wednesday. Two minutes earlier, Little Hedgehog had suggested that she and Bibi trade clothes for the evening. <gasps> oh! Bibi, do you think we can fool my dad? Do you think he will believe you are me and I am you? I believe we could fool my neighbor, Suze, because she is not observant. We do have different colored prickles, though, so I'm not sure your dad would believe. But Little Hedgehog convinced her to try. Now, Bibi stood before her, decked out in a blinding yellow neon vest, knee socks printed with smiling monkeys, a tasteful paisley scarf, and a unicorn wristwatch. Little Hedgehog, do you think these accessories clash? Also, I do need to leave soon. Remember, my mom and I are about to go on a survivalist. You never want to be too matchy-matchy, Bibi. Plus, the goal is not to impress. It is to confuse. If my dad is staring at your accessories, he won't notice that you are not me. That makes perfect sense. I get it now. Now it's my turn. 
Little Hedgehog quickly removed her sparkly headband, her sequined vest, bright blue bow tie, purple socks, and her jangly bracelets. Okay, Vivi, now tell me I look fantabudorable. Okay, Bibi, you look fantabudorable. Thank you. My mom tells me I look competent and effective every single day. <laughs> That's my BB voice. Little Hedgehog and BB giggled. Mr. Hedgehog popped his head in the room. Hey, what are you two up to? Oh, um, hello, Dad, said BB. Hello, Mr. Hedgehog, said Little Hedgehog. Mr. Hedgehog blinked. He took in the strange scene before him and then decided he wasn't going to engage with all that. Look, um, don't know what's going on here, but doesn't really matter. Bibi, um, don't you need to get going soon? Your mom wanted me to get you home for a survival expedition. Did I hear that right? You're correct, Mr. Hedgehog. I cannot be late for our departure. It is not every night that, along with one's mom, one gets to take part in a long-standing family tradition of being dropped in the middle of nowhere and having to quickly establish a burrow, access to water, art supplies, and other critical aspects of survival in the wilderness, using only one's wits and skills honed from years of careful practice. Dad squinted. Sounds fun? Bibi, that is a thrilling adventure. I am so excited for you to go on your survivalist expedition. Maybe you will discover an underground cave with a magical sparkling lake filled with mer-hedgehogs. Ah, yes, mer-hedgehogs. Underwater hedgehogs with fish tails instead of paws. My mom says they don't exist, but I choose to believe. Little Hedgehog and Bibi giggled. Bibi, I'm wondering why you haven't mentioned this very exciting family tradition before. By my count, I have mentioned it 47 times over the last several years. Little Hedgehog, would you like to gaze upon this postcard my Aunt Marletta sent me from an undisclosed location in the wilderness during her survivalist excursion? Yes, please! Little Hedgehog, would you like to try these berries gathered by my cousin Clements? Our family has a tradition of doing survivalist excursions, and he had some pigeons deliver these from his undisclosed off-grid location. Yum! Berries! Thank you, Bibi! Little Hedgehog, I'm getting excited. Can you tell? My own survivalist trip with my mom is only two years and 17 weeks away. Planned as part of our long-standing family tradition of being dropped in the middle of the wilderness, with only our wits and skills honed from years of careful practice to serve us. Wow, Bibi! I'm just kidding. I remember. I just love taking a stroll down memory lane with you, Bibi. As they prepared to leave the burrow, Little Hedgehog disappeared into her closet 
and emerged holding something behind her prickles. Bibi, do you remember last month when we got up super duper early at sunset? And we went to the pond with our paints, and you painted that mouse's portrait? I believe his name was Jimberson Tefley. He was upset I didn't paint him with more fur. But he did not have more fur, and I aim for realism in my artwork. Remember after you painted Jimperson Tefley, we picked flowers together, and in the way home, you asked me, Little Hedgehog, what are your plans for these freshly picked blossoms? And I said, Oh, Bibi, you'll find out someday. I remember. Well, it's someday now, Bibi. Little Hedgehog revealed her paws. She was holding an enormous book. She passed it to Bibi. Bibi opened it and flipped through pages and pages filled with dried pressed flowers. It's my latest collection. I want you to have it. You can flip through and remember us picking flowers together. This delights me. I will pack it in my backpack alongside my survival handbooks and my first aid kit and my twine. Little Hedgehog clapped her teensy paws together and did a twirl. <clears throat> it was Dad. I think it's time we get BB home. Alrighty, Dad. Too true, Mr. Hedgehog. The two friends, alongside Little Hedgehog's dad, stepped into the darkness and scampered towards Bibi's burrow. As they left, Bibi glanced over to the precise spot where they had hidden their time capsule weeks earlier. She smiled to herself, noting the ground looked undisturbed. She sniffed the air, satisfied that there were no crows in the vicinity. The forest was quiet, except for the sounds of chirp. night creatures. Chirp. When they reached Bibi's burrow, Bibi gave Little Hedgehog a hug. I will miss you, Bibi. And I shall miss you in equal measure. Don't worry, Little Hedgehog, Bibi said as they let go of one another. I've already brainstormed several reliable ways in which we can maintain and perhaps even enrich our friendship from a distance. Bibi gave a small bow in Mr. Hedgehog's direction. I'm going to miss you, Bibi. It won't be the same without you appearing out of the shadows when I'm least expecting it. Don't worry, Mr. Hedgehog. I have my ways. Dad gave an uneasy smile. Bibi's mom appeared at the burrow entrance. Bibi and her mom were not big on hugging, Instead, upon reaching one another, they launched into their secret handshake. It was complicated. Little Hedgehog and her dad watched with great interest as the mother-daughter pair completed their elaborate greeting ritual. Huh. It used to be longer, Dad. This isn't a bridge version. Dad put a paw around Little Hedgehog's prickles as they watched Bibi and her mom wave and disappear inside their burrow. Little Hedgehog and Dad turned to go. Little Hedgehog, I have something for you. Bibi, you scared me. I thought you were already inside. Bibi smiled. Here, Little Hedgehog, I have one too. It will help us remember how much joy we experienced together. Bibi handed Little Hedgehog a photo book. 
As she flipped through it, she saw page after page of photos of them laughing and dancing together. Thank you, baby. Little Hedgehog wiped a tear from her eye. Then Bibi turned and scampered to her burrow, her glow-in-the-dark neon vest growing faint in the darkness until it disappeared altogether. At the end of the night, Dad tucked Little Hedgehog into bed. She looked out her window. She could see the sky turning pink at the tree line. She yawned. Dad? Yes, little hedgehog. Do you think Bibi is looking out her window right now? Could be. I like that we're both under the same sky. Me too. Little hedgehog watched as a pinkish-gray cloud drifted above. Dad, Dad, that cloud looks just like a lizard with a top hat. Do you think Bibi sees it? I bet she does. Dad? Yes? Mm, Never mind, Dad. Dad glanced down. Little Hedgehog was asleep. He sighed and watched his funny little daughter's chest rise and fall. For the first time, he noticed the photo book Bibi had given her tucked tightly beneath her paws. Dad smiled and kissed Little Hedgehog's forehead. Then he slipped out of the room, off to make himself one last cup of tea before bed. This story is not over. Little Hedgehog and BB will have to figure out how to deal with being far apart. That's something many of us have been going through for months. There are no easy answers. It can be hard. We will pick up the story at some point and see how they've handled the distance between them. This story is coming out in August of 2020. This month marks five years since I started Little Stories for Tiny People. I want to thank all of you for listening, for appreciating my work, and for sharing it with others. Five years ago, I had no expectation that anyone would listen to my stories. I simply wanted to create a place where I could put all of my ideas, where I could focus my imagination, where I could grow my story garden. And I kept going. Many listeners have reached out to me saying that my stories have inspired them to write their own stories. That is so rewarding to hear. We need people to be creative. We need people to tell their stories. So please keep making your own things. Keep being creative. Keep writing. Keep drawing. Keep recording your own podcast. And if you love doing it, don't stop. Ever. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. 
My in-house tech director, Peter Kay, runs my website and puts my stories on the internet for all of you to enjoy. Special thanks to Adema Lyo for the super important reminder message at the beginning. And thank you to Cohen, Evelyn, Millie, Henley, and Lucy for providing the nearly professional quality sound effects used in this story. If you love the podcast, please share it with all mice that are in want of more fur. Anyone named Jimberson, all wilderness enthusiasts, those who both live off-grid but also have an internet connection. And share it with your friends who might just need a good story. I'm going to be putting out new stories as I am able to. Thank you, as always, for listening in.